Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of the Lord? We thank God. We thank God. This morning, a serious word comes to you, comes to me. And even as I was preparing, I was saying to the Lord, Oh God, my heart is so heavy. And I know what my heart is saying. And I know the spirit within me, the things that the spirit is speaking to me. But Lord, my words are so limited. Help me. Help me. Speak forth the word. Hallelujah. My vocabulary cannot compare with what is in my heart. But it is my belief that the Lord will use whatever comes to minister to you and to talk to you. For you to understand, for any time I stand behind the pulpit, my first goal is that whatever comes must come in such a way that you will understand. And if we go up there and bring a KG1 person to this place, they will hear the same message and they would understand it like you are understanding it. Hallelujah. And so, if you would, let us pray. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For you are Lord, you are God, and there's none like you. What a mighty God you are. Thanking you for who you are. Even as the word comes, Lord, I pray that you give us understanding. You give us a word, O oh Lord, in season. I thank you. I bless your holy name. What a mighty God you are. What a mighty God I serve. Father, give me utterance, I pray. And Father, give us understanding. For your word says that when your word comes and there is no understanding, the evil one comes and snatches whatever little thing is there away. Father, this morning I desire that the evil one will not have the opportunity to steal away whatever is brought. Father, I thank you. And I rely on your word that says that when your word is brought forth, it will not return to you empty. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let that word settle on everyone here and the word to do its work. Oh, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, I say shalom to you all, thanking God for opportunity to bring his word. And today's uh, message is Jesus is the gospel to the world. Jesus is the gospel to the world. The gospel, some might ask, how can he be the gospel? The gospel, yes, for you see, the gospel is the good news. And when we are talking about the good news, we're talking about his incarnation, that he came, he lived, he died on the cross, he was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again to save us from our sins. 
incarnation, that God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who is all-present, all-knowing, all-powerful, the one to whom everything belongs, became a human being, walked this earth. He lived, he walked this earth, and he was killed, he was buried, he rose again so that we can be saved from our sins. So in a nutshell, that is what the gospel is. That is why it is the good news. The end of his incarnation is so as to save us from our sins. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the good news to the world. So when we say Jesus is the gospel to the world, we are saying that Jesus is the good news. Is the good news to the world. So, yes, this morning I bring us message, a message. And the question is, to whom is the message coming? Who is this message for? And I submit to us this morning that this message is for all believers in this, in this sanctuary this morning. For you to be encouraged, for you to share the hope that you have, the hope that is Jesus Christ, for you to keep on keeping on, for you to continue, for you to continue going, to be focused, to be determined in sharing the news, the good news, in living the good news. Again, this message this morning comes to those of us who say we are believers but who are sitting on the fence. You are a believer, but there's nothing to show for it. You are not sharing the news. You are not living actively the salvation that has come to you. This good news, you are not living it. And so this morning, the word comes to you that it is time to wake up, wake up, shape up, and go and and, and pronounce to the world that there is good news and that this good news is Jesus Christ. That indeed he went to the cross and he died so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then thirdly, this message comes to anyone here who does not know this Jesus Christ. And so the hope is that you would hear that Jesus Christ is the good news. And when you are confronted with that truth, to say, oh, this day, this moment, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. For without him, I am lost. Without him, I am nothing. I have come to understand. So as you can see, there is nobody in this room. Hello? Hello? There's nobody in this room including myself, who is not going to benefit from the message of today. And so, we go to John chapter 1, verse 3 to 13. Please turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 1. And we'll start from verse 1. This is the Spirit speaking. In the beginning was the Word, 
And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus, according to the reading just now, Jesus is the light. And the light stands for integrity. The light stands for wisdom. The light stands for purity. The light stands for intelligence. The light stands for understanding. For with the light, you can see where you're going. With the light, everything is made clear. That is why Psalm 36 verse 9 can say that in your light, we see light. In your light, we see light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. And then the world is the darkness. Again, the scripture we just read says that uh, there is darkness. The light comes into the darkness. And the darkness stands for the world. Okay? And um, darkness, what then do we mean darkness? For this darkness we are talking about is the lost world. Is the fallen world. Is the world after Adam and Eve fell. So we are talking about a world where there is disobedience. A world that does not care about the things of God. A world where there is wickedness. Darkness is that wickedness. Darkness is that evil. Darkness is where people call things that are good evil. And they call things that are evil good. Oh, we are talking about a world where the heir of God curses are the sinners who live in it. So the world is the fruitless, has all, everything it does is fruitless. There is nothing godly about the world. It is full of ignorance. That's what it denotes, ignorance. And when we say ignorance, we're talking about the uh, things of God. And it is full of guilt and shame and lewdness and all things that are despicable. That is the darkness. And it doesn't even measure to anything. If you've been listening to the news recently, look at 22 people being killed at one, within a few minutes, shot to death. The massacre. When you go to Kenya, oh, the killings that are going on. Oh, or here, Takradi girls being killed, murders here, 
Oh, raping there, defilement there, suicide here. Oh, armed robberies and all those things, injustice and, and all kind of brutalities that is going on. I don't have to tell you how wicked and evil the world is. You know. And so, if that is what it is, darkness, that's what darkness is. And Jesus is the light. It means it's that, that Jesus comes into the darkness and something happens when he gets there. So, we are talking about a world in need. A world in need. In need of the good news. In need of the good news. In need of the good news. For when there is the good news and all nations and everyone wants to accept this good news, this will be paradise. This will be wonderful. You don't have to lock your doors. You don't have to put any padlocks on your, or, 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 on your, on your, on your doors. You can sleep and sleep comfortably because you know that people will be loving each other and will be loving the Lord with all their soul, with all their might. So why then is Jesus the good news? Why is Jesus the good news? Why is Jesus the gospel to the world? This is because he is God. He is God. Look at verse 1 with me, please. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. Jesus is God. And only God, only God can do something about the situation of the world. The all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise God. He is the only one. No man has the answer to the sin problem. No man has the answer to the sin problem. No riches is an answer to the sin problem. No might is answer to the sin problem. You can have all the nuclear weapons you, you, you can master, but that is still no answer to the world's problem. Only God is the answer to the world's problem. And then secondly, because he is the creator, creator, verse 3, his, it says there that through him, through him, him being Jesus, through him, all things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. He created the heavens and the earth. He spoke and they came to be. Let there be light and there was light. Let there be the, the sun and there was the sun, the moon. Let there be animals and there were. Let there be trees. He created everything. And so he is the manufacturer. He has the blueprint of this world. He created everything that we see, we know. So if something has gone wrong, it is he who can fix it. Because he is the manufacturer. He knows what, where to do. He knows what he needs. He knows where to touch. He knows where to go. Not the politicians. They are not the answer to the economic problem. It's not the politicians. To the murders and all the evil that is going on, the wickedness. They are not the answer. And pastors are not the answer. It is God. It is God who is the answer. Hallelujah. And then his life, verse 4. 
In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That life, life, source of life, source of life, it comes from him. He is the life that you sit here and you are breathing. He gave you that life. He gave you that life. And more importantly, not just the physical life, but we're talking about that life. I have come that they may have life and have it what? More abundantly. That is why Jesus is the good news. That is why Jesus is the good news. He alone has the authority and power to bring salvation. Verse 12. Look with me to verse 12. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave. It means he has the authority. He gave. It means that he alone had the power to give. It was his to give. It was his to give. No pastor can give you that thing that Jesus gave. Nobody can make you a child of God but God himself. Hallelujah. So if the world is in darkness, it stands to reason that the world must have Jesus. If the world is going to be saved, it must come through Jesus for he alone has the authority and power. He alone can give us the new birth. Look at verse 13. Verse 13. Children born not of natural descent, that is, no, just by flesh and blood, nor of human decision or a husband's will. A husband and a wife did not say, oh, let us make children and so, um, you know, let's go make children. Uh, children. No. That is not this life we are talking about. Cain from the will of God, but born of God. Born of God. That is what the world needs. To be born of God. For you see, it's the spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. And it takes the spirit to give birth to the spirit. And we've said all this, meaning what? We are saying that without him, the world is lost and remains in darkness. And he alone fills the human heart, desire, the, the desire of the human heart. Our deepest longing. Check Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Says that God has put eternity into the hearts of man. And one of the greatest theologians, St. Augustine, says that our hearts are restless until it finds its rest in God. So God has put eternity into the hearts of, of man. And so we are looking, that's the deepest longing, to have that eternal life. And some people... Our human beings will want to fill it with anything and everything, thinking that is what will give them that satisfaction. So people fill it with drugs. People fill it with alcohol. People fill it with sex. People fill it with power. People fill it with all kinds of things. And so you can have a basketball player come and stand on TV and say, me, I have slept with over 2,000 women. 
and yet he is not satisfied because those things will not satisfy. It will not satisfy. Will not satisfy. Will not satisfy. We cannot find go and put anything in there. So long as it is not Jesus. Because the, 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 the one, the master planner himself, the creator himself, the manufacturer himself, has said that the part that will fill this space in you is my son, Jesus Christ. And then, he's the desire of all nations. Haggai chapter 2 verse 7. The nations don't know it. Oh, Saudi Arabia, Jesus is the desire of all nations. The desire of all nations. They need him, they want him, but they don't know. They need him, but they don't know. Some know it, but they, they still refuse and they still reject. And there's not, America does things, it affects us here. So that's why we're always referencing them. They make the movies, it comes here. They make the songs, it comes here. We hear it. And so if America is trying to push God out, saying that we don't need you, but they see, they forget that Jesus, he is the desire of all nations. And the nation that has Jesus as theirs will go far. And for a long time, America has done well because Jesus was their foundation. And then also, he holds everything together. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. Let's look at that quickly. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. Um, it's one of my favorite um, passages. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. It says, He is before all things. That Jesus, that is Jesus, is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. The nation will hold together if it has Jesus. Your marriage will hold together if it has Jesus. Everything that holds together is Jesus. In other words, if Jesus is not in it, it will not hold together. It will disintegrate. It will implode. Implode means it would fall in, into itself. In him, we live, we move, we have our being. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. So if in Jesus Christ we live, we move, we have our being, how will you do without him? How can you live? How can you move? How can you be? You can't. Only through him is there power and victory over sin and the second death. Because only through him, because, because only through him is there salvation. For you see, there's no name given unto man under death by which we must be saved. Only the name of Jesus. Only the name of Jesus. And if you know him, you, 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 I, I'm surprised you are even sitting. I'm surprised you are even sitting. I'm surprised you are not even jumping. Oh, my Lord and my God. So salvation is given, is given by through one name and one name only, Jesus. Hmm. Only Jesus, the good news is there, forgiveness, mercy, justice, and hope. 
Colossians 1.27 says that Jesus, the hope of glory. Jesus, the hope of glory. In him is hope. Oh, three days ago, one billionaire, he has committed suicide. He killed himself with all the money, with all the money he has. Money did not solve his problems. Sex did not solve his problems because he was trafficking in it. It did not solve his problems. It did not solve, and suicide would not solve his problems either. Without him, without Jesus, everything is dead. 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 It means everything is dead. This is the world. This is death. Just like the valley of bones, dry bones. Those dry bones represented death. No life. Who can give the dry bones life? Ezekiel. <laughs> How would I know? How would I know? Can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can the, 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 the world in darkness live? It can if Jesus in there is in there. It can if there's life. It can if life is breathed into it. And so Ezekiel was told, Ezekiel was told, prophesy, prophesy to the bones, the dry bones. Our hope is gone, is cut off without life. And we say life, not just breathing. But we're talking about eternal life. We're talking about the Son who alone can give life. The Son who alone is the source of life. The Son who alone comes that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Until He speaks to the situation, the situation is dead. Until He speaks to the world, the world is dead. Until He speaks to you and you allow Him to speak to you and you accept Him, you are dead. You might be going up and down, but you are dead. And so he said, dry bones, get up. Dry bones, speak. Dry bones, and the speak, and the word. And remember John 1, 1, the word, he is the word. It is the word that speaks to the dry bones. It is the word that speaks and gives life. It is that bones live only because of the word. For the word is everything. The word has life. The word is the source. The word makes the bones live. Only the word, 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 only the word. Only the word. Only the word, only the word, only the word. Only the word, only the word, only Jesus has the power. Only Jesus can speak to the bones. Only Jesus can speak to a dead marriage. Only Jesus can come in. Only Jesus, only Jesus, everything else is dead. Everything else is lost. The world is lost. And he's saying that, oh, Jesus, who is the source? Who is the light? Who is the life? He alone can speak 
And so, child of God, go and tell the world about this Jesus who alone brings life and gives life eternally. Only Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus, the one who has the power to bring life, the one who has the power to take me, to take me, to take me, to take me. And the world, this is the world. The world is lost. The world is lost. And it is only Jesus who can come and give us life and rescue you. You are no more lost. And he's the only one who can take you to the Father and take you home. Find you 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 and take you home. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. What I've showed you is what I feel. That is what I know. That there's no other name. There is no other person. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. So with Jesus, it's life and takes us home. Now the question, even as I come to the end, is this. So what are you doing? This is not a show. This is just to illustrate to you, to show you that people need the Lord. What are you doing? Yes. You can't just come and warm the pews. You can't just come to church and sit. You must notice them at work. The one who sells the tomatoes to you. The one from whom you buy the fish. The taxi driver. Your uncle. Your relative. On they go through life pain, living fear, fear. They laugh, but they don't know Jesus. Good news. Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? Or you are selfish? waiting for senior pastor to tell you to go first or your deacon to tell you to go first or you're a deacon you're a pastor 
So you think everybody knows that that's for you. But are you? Are you? Hey, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Darkness is there. We are the light. To shine. Oh, Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. They must. They must. They must hear. They must hear. They must hear. Only I can share. Oh, Father. Oh. 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 Not again. Jesus, only the open door. He's on the gate. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. Jesus, help. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Oh. A word to the wise is enough. This day, Sunday, 11th August 2019, nobody in this room, no one's blood is on my head. No one's blood is on my head. For I have said it, that the world is in darkness and needs the Lord. And you have it. Therefore, share.